0: This week on Business Brief, we'll hear from three farmers about how mental health affects the agriculture industry. Then we'll look at the barrier applicants are facing with marijuana microbusiness licensing. Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focused on business news and issues shaping the state. My name is Brayden Wade, and I'm joined by my co-host, Katie Quinn. Katie, how are you doing this week?
1: I am busy. I'm currently moving, so it's been a lot of packing and cleaning. What about you?
0: Honestly, the same. Getting things ready for the beginning of the semester and for wrapping up the summer.
1: So, I think it's time for headlines. Are you ready?
0: Let's get into it. The Federal Reserve Bank Committee that sets interest rates raised this benchmark rate by a quarter of a percentage point Wednesday to its highest level since 2001. The target rate is now at a range of 5.25% to a 5.50%. The latest hike comes after the Fed kept rates unchanged at its June meeting. The committee has now raised rates from zero to more than 5 percent since last March. The Fed hopes to tamp down inflation by slowing spending in the economy without causing negative economic growth or substantial job losses.
1: UPS and the International Brotherhood of Teamsters have reached a tentative contract agreement averting a potential strike. The Teamsters union represents more than 300,000 UPS employees across the country. The agreement boosts starting pay for part-timers to $21 an hour, raises pay for full-time drivers to $49, and includes heat protections and air conditioning for new trucks. The deal still has to be ratified by UPS's unionized workers. Some say it wouldn't fix the falling pay in a physically exhausting job. Those workers are calling for a no vote on the agreement, raising the possibility that ratification will fail.
0: Aviationary defense company Boeing is planning to expand in St. Louis County, creating up to 500 jobs. The nearly $2 billion investment will be one of the biggest defense projects ever in the region. The St. Louis County Council is considering incentives that will give Boeing tax breaks on the expansion for 10 years.
1: Missouri companies saw a spike in venture capital funding over the first half of the year, despite funding declining nationally. 47 Missouri companies brought in more than $470 million in venture funding, according to the National Venture Capital Association. The investment in Missouri this year represents a 58 percent increase from venture investment in the state through six months last year. At this point last year, 39 Missouri companies had raised $298 million in venture funding.
0: Senator Josh Hawley is co-sponsoring a bill to bar members of Congress from owning and trading stocks. The Missouri Republicans' bipartisan legislation would ban lawmakers, executive branch officials, and their families from trading and owning stock in individual companies, even in blind trusts. The bill will go beyond existing law, which forbids members of Congress from trading on non-public information they access at work. From 2019 to 2021, nearly 100 members of Congress or their family members traded stocks affected by the elected officials' committees. Katie, I know you did reporting for this next story. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, farmer mental health is a complicated topic. According to a Missouri hospital report, rural suicide rates in the state are 18% higher than non-rural areas.
0: And what kind of issues do farmers face?
1: Farmers experience a lot of challenges, like the lack of access to health care, but also external factors like climate change and the consolidation of farms. That's why I spoke to three farmers about mental health.
0: Wow, I'm definitely interested.
1: Me too. Here's the story. Family farms are what makes Missouri Missouri. Generations of farmers raising animals or growing crops on the same land as their grandfathers and great-grandfathers before them. The Missouri Department of Agriculture reports almost 90% of Missouri's farms are family-owned. Emma Alexander is a seventh-generation farmer from Rogersville. Her farm is robust. She raises goats and pigs and cows. Alexander says that the life of a farmer is more complex than in years past. It's now a global market. We can see so much more about our weather, the supply chain, our food system, social and political agendas. We know all that information almost instantaneously, and that can be overwhelming. It's not that farmers can't cope. It's that there's so much more that is in front of us. The current drought is also a stressor on the mental health of farmers. Some Missouri producers have been forced to sell their cattle this year because of the dying pastures and hay shortages. As of July 23rd, 77 percent of the supply of hay and other roughage is short or very short in Missouri, according to a report from the USDA. Macy Hurst is one of those farmers. She raises cattle with her mother and her sister outside Jefferson City. And while they enjoy the work, it can be overwhelming. We love providing
2: for consumers. We love taking care of animals. We love reinvesting in the land and the natural resources that we are so blessed to be stewards of. And it's our mission to do that well, to do it effectively. We feel like we can't do that. It's crushing on uh, a mental, physical, financial, uh, all of those levels.
1: Rural healthcare care deserts can make it harder for farmers to connect with the resources they need. According to Missouri's Office of Rural Health, 45 rural counties in the state are without a general acute care hospital, making it more difficult to find the time to travel to care. Jason Meadows is a pharmacist and a farmer in Crawford County. Which only has one hospital within its borders. He says he's faced mental health issues of his own and he understands the uncertainty and mental strain that can come with farming.
2: Struggles are a part of life no matter what you do. And you know, it doesn't mean that you are any less of a person if you do struggle. You know, because we all we all face these things and it's better to not face them alone. Find somebody who's relatable, somebody who you can talk to.
1: All three farmers hope to further destigmatize mental health in the farming community by keeping the conversation going and letting people know they're not alone. In an effort to help those in the agriculture industry struggling with mental health and suicide, the state created the Stress Help Hotline in 2022. It's specifically for farmers and rural communities looking for mental health support. You can call or text this helpline at 833 833- But if you or a loved one is in an emergency mental health crisis, call 911. For Missouri Business Alert, I'm Katie Quinn. For more on farmer mental health, check out the reporting next week on MissouriBusinessAlert.com.
0: For our next story, I'm joined by reporter Lucy Veleski, who has been reporting on marijuana licensing program intended to increase social equity in Missouri's cannabis industry. Lucy, thanks for joining us. Of course. We've talked about micro business licensing on the podcast before, but it will be helpful to start with some background. What is this microbusiness program?
2: People who are interested in selling, cultivating, or manufacturing recreational marijuana could begin applying for wholesale or dispensary licenses on Thursday. The recipients of these licenses have been coined microbusinesses. Applicants must meet one of the eligibility criteria determined by the amendment that legalized recreational marijuana. The goal is to give people who have been impacted by the criminalization of cannabis the opportunity to build wealth in the state's billion-dollar marijuana industry.
0: Got it. So how are people feeling about this program?
2: There's a lot of optimism and hope that this program will reach the intended people. At the same time, there are a few concerns and questions about the effectiveness of the program and how recipients will receive funding for their regulated micro-businesses.
0: And you spoke to some applicants, so what are some of their plans?
2: Brian Foster is a former veteran from outside of Kansas City. He is applying for a wholesale license and wants to hire other veterans to help them build a community that they may have lost after leaving the military. Here's Foster. With our different... Experiments that we do with different ways of planting and growing combined
0: with the community outreach and helping disabled veterans and homeless veterans get up off the street and get into an industry that they can not just make a living but can thrive in is the biggest
2: drive for me. Another interested applicant is Christy Essex. She says she is planning on applying for a license to increase the availability of cannabis in rural communities in Missouri. We really have an interest in being able to provide the, you know, benefits of cannabis in the rural areas who really don't have, you know, super close access to it, and um, you know, hopefully, especially in the counties who have either like high alcohol usage or opioids or you know any of those problems like that. Others want to increase the availability of marijuana products to medical patients or prove that it is possible to be successful in the marijuana industry as someone who has previously been impacted by cannabis incarceration.
0: What are some questions that potential applicants are wrestling with?
2: The reality of owning a regulated marijuana business in Missouri requires a lot of planning. John Payne is a Missouri cannabis activist who led the campaign to legalize recreational marijuana in the state. He says that the cost of opening a new marijuana business could range from three-quarters of a million to multiple millions of dollars. Marijuana is illegal federally, so most banks will not offer loans to cannabis businesses. So, microbusiness owners will most likely have to look for investors. But owners will need to make sure they don't end up being exploited by companies looking to get ownership in the up-and-coming industry.
0: How are the owners feeling about raising that funding?
2: Many are optimistic that they will find investors once they have a license. But there is still anxiety over finding the money to open a business. Here's Christy Essex again.
1: There's limited funding in the industry as a whole, Um, resources. It just makes it super challenging for smaller groups who want to, you know, really be in the industry for the greater
2: good.
0: When will applicants find out if they want a license?
2: This round of applications will be open through August 10th, and the first 48 licenses will be awarded in October.
0: Got it. Thank you, Lucy, for joining us today.
2: Happy to chat.
0: And for more on micro-businesses, you can check out the full story on MissouriBusinessAlert.com. All right, Katie, are you ready for the word of the week?
1: Yes. Tell me, what's your word?
0: My word is bush. Anheuser-Busch.
1: Very James Bond of you. Um, What's with Missouri's biggest brewery?
0: Well, the brewery is set to lay off 2% of its corporate employees in the U.S. That's estimated to be about 360 employees. For context, Anheuser-Busch's parent company has about 18,000 employees across the country.
1: So why is the company doing layoffs?
0: Well, the company says the cuts are happening because of corporate restructuring. The downsizing comes at an interesting time for the brewery. Bud Light recently lost its spot as America's best-selling beer, and Anheuser-Busch has faced blowback from political conservatives for its partnership with a transgender influencer earlier this year.
1: Hmm, definitely a story we will continue to follow.
0: I agree. I agree. What's your word of the week, Katie?
1: My word is global wafers.
0: Oh, like a wafer cookie.
1: No, not exactly. It's a Taiwanese tech manufacturing company. Global Wafers makes components used in microchip production.
0: I see, I see. So why are they important?
1: Well, the company has expanded its plant in O'Fallon to increase production. The plant will manufacture a new kind of part in hopes of alleviating global microchip supply chain issues. The $300 million expansion includes the company starting to make larger wafers that can power items such as cell phones, cars, or even aircraft.
0: Too bad they are not edible but that does sound interesting and helpful. I agree. For a closing thought, here's Emma Alexander talking about finding farmer friends.
1: Get that network, um, whatever that farmer is specializing in. If they're a crop farmer, they need to find the, the crop commodity group, whether that's corn or soybeans, or the cattlemen have a group, or Farm Bureau is a great generalized ag organization. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you to the M33 Project for the music for this episode. For my co-host Braden Wade, I'm Katie Quinn, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.